result. You are now tuned into Pulse Pounding with Mickey Dillon. Hello, hookers. It is me, Mickey Dillon, back for another episode of Pulse Pounding. It is the day after Halloween, and I am candy hungover. Halloween was the first time I have broken my diet. There has been no cheat days in the first week. (laughs) But Halloween was a fucking exception because I wanted a goddamn pumpkin beer. I wanted a piece of pizza and I wanted a goddamn Kit Kat and Skittles and all that shit. Okay. My best friend's sister yesterday, we took my niece trick or treating. She's two. And they were talking about how they need to check the candy extra well this year because apparently they're putting fentanyl in Skittles. And I said, if you find any fentanyl in the Skittles, send those Skittles my way because I'm trying to get fucked up. I wanted to knock on the door as an adult that wasn't dressed up and say, trick or treat, what kind of opiates do you have in your medicine cabinet? Any Percocets? I would love one of those. Keep your fucking Skittles. (laughs) We went trick or treating around the neighborhood and this one lady was literally like CVS, okay? She was the Martha Stewart of fucking Halloween trick-or-treating. She had a goddamn tray. Like, not like a tray, like a crappy one, like a tin tray. She had a home goods style, enormous tray that you would put in the center of your fucking coffee table or ottoman or whatever. And it was full of full-size candy bars, full-size packs of Skittles and Swedish fish and all the shit. I couldn't believe how much money this bitch probably spent on giving shit out to the kids for Halloween. It is the best house in that neighborhood, for sure, for trick-or-treating. It was the wildest thing I've ever seen in my life. Who's putting fentanyl in kids' Skittles trying to get them fucking high or kill them? What kind of sick bastard are you? And second of all, how are you going to find fentanyl on the Skittles or in them? It's fucking white powder. You're not going to find it. Just throw all the Skittles out this year, unless they come in the CVS full-size package like the Martha Stewart candy lady. Anyway, it was super fun to take my niece trick-or-treating. That's like our new yearly thing. I love to do that. Um, And my pumpkin beer was delicious, but I was so fucking shot. By the time I got home, I passed out by like 10 o'clock at night, which is so not like me. But I was fucking exhausted. And this goddamn construction is still going on in this home. So I had to get up early when the guy got here. Fucking shit. Should hopefully be done by next week. I never want to fucking see a goddamn thing again. I don't want to see any more spackle paint, sheetrock, sanders. Get the fuck out of here with that nonsense. I'm sick of this shit. So yeah, I'm on a candy hangover and it's uh, back to my diet. I'm going to have some sushi with my Nana because I bailed last week. I woke up with a serious fucking migraine the day I was supposed to go get sushi and slept for like 15 fucking hours. I was throwing up. It was crazy. It may have had something to do with the fact that I got super fucked up the night before. Oops, that was an accident. Whatever shit happens. Um, So after my fucking sushi dinner tonight, it's back to my goddamn carnivore diet. And we're going to check in next week and hope I lost a goddamn pound. Otherwise, I'm going to be pissed. So anyway, I'm having some serious first world problems today. I've had the most fucking goddamn annoying day in America. So I go out to do some errands today. And Kendall calls me and says, hey, I ordered this keyboard, okay? Because he needs a keyboard, apparently, for his fucking laptop. He's studying all his coding and his shit, and he's doing his shit on the fucking computer at night. And I look at it, and I'm like, I don't know how this fucking makes any sense to you. It's like a language in numbers. It looks like the fucking Matrix. It's ridiculous. So I go out to do some errands, and he calls me and says he ordered this fucking keyboard. And he's like, oh, I should have had it shipped. I don't know why, but I ordered it for in-store pickup. I don't know why you fucking did that either, but okay. So I go over to Best Buy on the complete other side of town 15 minutes away, which was not in my 
time budget. But you know what? We're going to have to do what we have to do. So I go over there. I pull into the parking lot. I'm going to pick up this order. And I'm like, send me a screenshot of the order and send me a screenshot of the confirmation that it's ready and the part where my name's on it. Because he ordered it in his own fucking name, even though he wanted me to pick it up. Very stupid. And then added my name to the order for pickup separately. So I had a feeling this was going to be a fucking issue from the jump. So I pull in the parking lot and this truck pulls in front of me furiously, very aggressive. There's a man and a woman in the truck, probably in their like late 40s, early 50s. Okay. Man gets out and is smiling and waving at me like he knows me, like I'm his fucking distant cousin that he hasn't seen in a year. Super excited to see me and is approaching my window. I'm like, what does this motherfucker want? I roll down the window. Hi, how are you? I'm so and so starts to tell me this whole fucking sob story about how he's been living in his car with his girlfriend who looks like allegedly I cannot prove is on some sort of substances. He's been living in the car with his girlfriend and the child. Apparently he's got a one-year-old child he's been living in a vehicle with. Can I confirm or deny that? Absolutely not because I did not see into the car nor did I want to. I don't want to be a part of any kind of fucking child abuse that could be used against me. But if that is true, why are you fucking telling strangers in a parking lot that? Because someone who doesn't want to mind their business and is a, a child warrior is going to take your license plate and call the fucking police, okay? Second of all, what if you are telling the truth, which I don't believe that he was. I think he just wanted money out of me. I don't even think there's a child to begin with if you are telling the truth why have you not exhausted every fucking option to get some sort of emergency funding and or emergency housing which you will probably get with a child specifically okay what the fuck are you doing in this parking lot asking me for money so he's asking me for money i'm like i don't have fucking cash i don't carry cash anywhere and i'm not the kind of person who's like judgmental and i'm not one of those people who's like anytime someone asks me for money outside of 7-eleven or whatever mm, they should get just get a fucking job i'm not like that you know like you never know what happens in people's lives you never know like how they end up in a tough spot it could happen to anyone at some point i mean living out of your car maybe that doesn't gonna happen ever whatever you know what i mean like everybody goes through hard times and you never know what's led someone to end up where they are or why or what the circumstances are so i do feel sorry for people in a certain sense and if i have a couple bucks on me i don't usually carry cash like i said but if i have it i'll give someone like five ten bucks I feel bad, especially if they're older, like regardless of the situation, like I've seen older people like outside in the cold and the fucking snow. That makes me feel sad. There's people who have serious addiction problems. It makes me wonder, like, where is your family? Do you have anyone to like take care of you or, or help you get better? It just makes me feel sad for people. This motherfucker, fuck him. Okay. So he comes up to my window. He's giving me his whole fucking story. I'm continuously telling him I don't have cash. He goes, oh, well, there's a chase across the street with an ATM. Excuse me, bitch, what? You are telling me that you want me to drive across the street to fucking Chase Bank and pull money out of my checking account while you follow me there and wait for me? What the fuck kind of money does it look like I have anyway? I'm driving this piece of shit asshole car. It's not like I'm pulling up in a fucking Escalade. There's Mercedes, BMWs, a Porsche everywhere in this parking lot, okay? Go fucking find one of them to fund you. Then he asked me if I could give him enough for them to have a hotel room for the night. Uh, sir, excuse me? I would love to have a fucking hotel room for the night. I'm living in a construction site, but I gotta save money and pay my fucking bills. So you know who's not staying in a goddamn hotel at their own expense? Me. So you are not staying in a hotel on my expense, motherfucker. You have lost your goddamn fucking mind, all right? So this is all what this man is saying to me. He's telling me his story. 
I said, I don't have cash, but I need to go inside to Best Buy and pick up my order because I'm in a rush. So if they have some sort of cash back option opportunity, I'll see if I can help you out. Oh, well, you know, whatever you could do, even if it was this much. He's giving me numbers. He's telling me how much he wants. Fucking $50, $60. You lost your fucking mind. So I go into the store. I'm like, I'll be back at my car at some point in the near future, hoping he won't be there, hoping he'll just fucking leave because he's annoying me. And if they got some sort of option... I'll come back here. Oh, well, you know, there's an ATM somewhere. Sir, I don't need you to direct me to the ATM, you motherfucker. So I go into the Best Buy and I'm looking for some shit, right? Because there's certain things when it comes to like podcast stuff, like uh, memory cards, wires, like microphone stuff, different things I want to pick up that I can get at Best Buy. And then there's certain things that I can only get at Guitar Center. I try not to go to Guitar Center if I don't have to because it's so fucking far away from my house. So if I can just get it at Best Buy, I'll do that. So I'm browsing around. I'm looking at some headphones. I need like an extra pair of headphones. I'm trying to find the ones that I had bought previously because they're really good and they're really cheap. So I'm on the aisle looking at the headphones. I'm crouched down like bent knees in my stance, like obviously fucking concentrated, reading this box and trying to find exactly what I was looking for. Who pops out on my left but this fucking man from the parking lot hey man i just wanted to say you know like uh if you could do this for this and this for us and my girl's in the car and she was just saying is he gonna help us out and blah 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 blah, blah. i looked at him and i was like uh-huh well uh, well i'm trying to i gotta get my stuff and pick up my order and i told you if i could get some sort of cash out of these people i would help you out as best as i could I told you I'd be back in my car at some point. Oh, yeah, well, I just want to let you know, you know, I mean, and even if you could go to Chase Bank, I looked at him and I, it took everything inside me not to lose my fucking mind. I looked at him and I said, I will be back at my car at some point. And if I can get you some cash, I will get you some cash and help you out. And if I cannot, I don't know what to tell you. He's continuing to elaborate to tell me that he works at Home Depot and he's he's a veteran and this and that. I don't know which parts of these stories are true or not because honestly, these people in these situations where they're trying to get money out of you, they'll fucking say anything. So I don't know what I believe and what I don't. And honestly, I don't give a fuck about this story. If I have $10, I'll give you $10. If I don't, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. This story is not going to make me go across the street to Chase Bank and give you $150 to get a hotel room. I don't know who you think you're manipulating, but it's not fucking me, buddy. I started to walk down the aisle and I'm like slowly creeping down the aisle looking at the different shit. And after like 30 seconds, I look next to me and he's fucking standing there staring at me still from the same spot he was in. I looked at him and I said, are you going to fucking follow me around this store until I'm done? Or are you going to go back outside and wait by my car like you fucking said you were going to? And he's like, oh, man, blah, 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 blah. I almost lost my fucking mind. I just had to walk away from him. So I got the shit I needed. I go to the register to pick up this goddamn fucking keyboard, right? So he sends me this fucking link. I needed a screenshot. He sends me a link to the order. When you open the link to the order on Best Buy's piece of shit asshole website, it doesn't take you anywhere. It just takes you to the home page. It doesn't take you to the order. Whoever designs shit for Best Buy and their website, you are a fucking moron. You need to get your shit together because the shit just doesn't work right. So I'm at the register. I'm talking to the girl that works there. I explain that I have this order to pick up and I explain that I was added to the order. I'm not so-and-so. I'm so-and-so. And I was added to the order. I need to pick this up. 
She's looking through her fucking little device. She's got one of those phones. They've all got those phones, like iPhones, that are then attached to this big fucking battery pack. And they put these numbers and shit into this fucking thing to find shit and find the order. It makes no sense to me. So she's looking for the order. She finds the order, right? And she says, oh, well, it's not ready yet. Okay, because like there's so many options in the store. You're telling me that the goddamn storage in the back of Best Buy that holds all the products is not organized to the point where you can look something up by numbers and codes and find exactly where it is and go fucking grab it? Okay, fine. Fine, you can't do that. I'm, I don't understand why, but you can't do that. I'm not about to drive this girl crazy like the other customers, those nasty fucks that were in there. That's not going to be me. You're not going to see me being rude to a customer service person. So she tells me that the order's not ready yet and it's showing... Something weird, like, I don't know what she said, like, one one box something, box one something, which apparently means that they have one in stock, but sometimes she's saying that they won't even have that one. It'll be, like, miscounted or, like, I don't know. There was this whole explanation about how when it shows up this way, they either have one or they don't have any at all. So she's telling me that it might be ready today or it might not be ready till tomorrow. And I'm thinking to myself again, like, how can you not fucking figure out if you guys have it or not? How has it been two, an hour, two hours since this was ordered and you don't know whether you have it in the store or not? You either have it or you don't. It's either in the spot in the back warehouse or it's not. Okay, fine, whatever. So I leave. I'm walking out the door and I see fucking what's his face out there hustling some other people at their goddamn car and clearly waiting for me to come back out. So I had gone to the goddamn ATM in Best Buy. I got a $20 bill and I broke it in two and I gave him a 10 because you're not getting all this fucking money out of me, buddy. I got shit to buy. I've got Christmas shopping to do. I've got bills to pay. You're not getting fucking $150 out of me to get a goddamn hotel room, bitch. He's waiting by the car and I literally have absolutely no patience left for him since he followed me in the fucking store. Like, what a creeper weirdo. Who does shit like that? You're obviously high. You're obviously not in your right fucking mind. Who does shit like that in that situation? I told you I'd be back in my car. You follow me into the store to talk some more shit and follow me around. That's weird and whack as shit. I'm sorry. I don't care how that sounds. That's fucking weird. Use common sense and have some fucking boundaries. Don't follow me around the store begging me for money. That's strange. I give him the $10 bill, I get in the car, I dip, right? So I call Kendo and I'm like, here's the situation, I don't fucking know. He's like, well, the order says it's ready. I'm like, all right, well, send me a fucking screenshot. That's what I asked you for in the first place. He says, I sent you a screenshot. I said, bitch, don't fucking start with me at this moment. You did not send me a motherfucking screenshot. You sent me the link, which when I open, just takes me to Best Buy's website because the link is broken because their website is a piece of shit. So send me a fucking screenshot of the order number, the barcode, the confirmation, my fucking name on the order, and, and whatever says that the order's ready. So he sends me that shit, right? I march back into Best Buy. And now I'm talking to a different woman. And as I'm about to explain to the woman that I got the barcode and it says that the order's ready, does that make a difference? I look to my left behind the counter and I see the fucking keyboard there with the sticker on it with Kendo's name on it. And I'm like, oh, great. It's ready. This new woman says to me, well, it's not quite ready yet. <laughs> Bitch, what? It's literally right there. It's already paid for. What do you mean it's not ready? Well, this is showing up as a curbside order, so I'm going to need you to go ahead and check in again. Bitch, what? First of all, Kendo, why the fuck? 
fuck did you order something curbside? The first mistake you made was not shipping it to the goddamn house. The second mistake you made was ordering it curbside instead of in-store pickup? What kind of fucking lazy-ass bitch do I look like that I'm about to pull up to the fucking door of Best Buy for them to dump this goddamn keyboard in my fucking window hole so I can drive off and have a nice day? Who the fuck needs curbside at Best Buy? COVID is over. I mean, it exists still, but it's we're not in the place we were before. You can walk in a fucking store, wear a mask if you please. What the fuck do I need to sit outside in my car and check in with my plate number? What is this, the fucking FBI? Am I checking into a military base or a prison to visit? What the fuck do I need to do this for? So I call him and I say, very calmly, because I'm trying not to lose my cool on anybody with customer service because I'm against that. And I'm like, listen, you better check in on fucking curbside. And he is the king of, well, I did this, this, and this. I don't fucking care what you did. I'm telling you what I need you to do now. Oh, I checked in. I sent you the four-digit code. Yes, I know you did that, but apparently you need to do it again. So check the fuck in because they canceled the first curbside pickup. As if it fucking matters. I'm the same person in the store as I would be 35 feet away on the other side of this fucking wall parked in my car on the curb, which apparently double parking is legal when Best Buy tells you it's okay because it's right on the fucking fire zone, all right? So what is the difference if I am in my car and you throw it in my window or I am right fucking here as the same person picking up this order? I'm trying to get him to log into the fucking curbside. She tells me, never mind. She canceled it and she's transferring it to an in-store pickup because this is really that serious that these all these procedures need to be done for me to take the product that is already paid for sitting right in front of you curbside versus in the fucking store like a normal person. Next, she tells me that the order is on hold because when you add a secondary person to an order... There is a verification process that takes place and it has not been completed yet. Therefore, I have to wait a few more minutes for this transfer verification process to be completed. Otherwise, I cannot take the order out of the store. Bitch, what? I don't understand Best Buy's policies and procedures, but whoever designed this shit this way, I'm going to fucking sue you for emotional distress because what took place and transpired in the store was absolute insanity, okay? Then she tells me what she's going to do for me is try to call the bridge office. I don't know what that means, but she's calling some sort of corporate support or whatever to get my transfer of name to pick up this order confirmed because it's pending, Explain to me, please, why they don't give the person who's in the store dealing with the orders for that store, whether it's management or whatever, the ability to look at me, look at the name on the screen, look at my ID, which she has in her fucking hand. Okay, I need a goddamn ID, probably a blood sample and a passport to pick up this fucking keyboard. Why she doesn't have the power while I'm standing in front of her fucking face to approve the transfer manually in the store as the fucking employee representative makes no sense to me that she's got to call the corporate office. She's calling the corporate office and I'm standing there for like a solid 10 minutes while she's on hold. The representative picks up the phone and says, sorry for the wait, we're working on it. And she looks at me and goes, they're sorry for the wait, but they're working on it. Working on what? Is there not a button you can press that says confirm Order, confirm, transfer. 
All you're fucking doing is adding my name, two words, to the fucking order so I can pick it up. What kind of paperwork are you filing over there to get this done? I don't understand the process of this. I was so angry in the store trying my artist to keep my cool. Not because it was a big deal, just because I don't understand this process. What do you have to do other than click confirm? What is the process? What are you vetting over there in your office? I'm not trying to get into the capital. I'm trying to pick up a fucking keyboard that we already paid for. What is the issue? I stood there for another fucking 20 minutes while she was on hold with this piece of shit representative from the corporate office while she's having a heart attack because there's old people waiting on the geek squad line and she's telling her associate, well, you better fucking go over there and, and make sure these people have reservations because they're going to come over here real pissed when they don't have a reservation and they're told to come over here and make one. What is going on at the Geek Squad desk that is that is so dire that you need to have a scheduled appointment like this is a fucking doctor's visit for a checkup? I am so confused by everything going on in Best Buy, but it is very clear that they have not updated their system, their policies, and whatever else since fucking 2003, and they need to start goddamn working on it. So if you're listening, Mr. Best Buy, get your motherfucking shit together because this is a miserable process. She gets on the phone and says that they were able to get the transfer approved. Able to get the transfer approved. Like I'm wiring $7 million to my mother offshore. They were able to get the transfer approved. Okay, she hangs up the phone. Then she tells me that I'm still going to have to wait a few minutes because when she scans the order, it's still showing up as pending. And unfortunately, it takes a few minutes to update in the system. What do you need me to stand here and wait for? You have the confirmation, you have my ID, which she's been fidgeting around in her hand for like a good solid four minutes. My ID is cracked at the top. I have not gotten a fucking new one. There's a small like crack in the top, probably like extends an eighth of the way into the ID under the barcode, okay? Just enough where it can still scan, but it's dicey, right? So I'm being careful with my ID. She's treating it like it's a fucking fidget spinner because everybody's got goddamn anxiety in 2022. Every person I've ever met in my life, all of a sudden in the past six, seven years has developed anxiety since it's gotten fucking popular to do so, all right? She's fidgeting it like it's a goddamn spinner and I'm like, this fucking ID is gonna break. She hands me back my ID and tells me that I'm gonna have to wait 72 more hours in this store and I go to put my ID in the fucking wallet hole and I can feel that it's like kind of bending and all of a sudden it fucking snaps an F right at the goddamn top where you would fucking scan it. So now my ID is not scannable and is broken and I will not have a replacement in time to go to the city on Thursday and I can't find my fucking passport in this goddamn construction site of a house because I can't find fucking anything because shit is everywhere. Thank you so much, Kendo, for ordering this fucking keyboard as a curbside pickup for me to stand here in hell for 48 minutes total before I could walk out with this piece of shit light up keyboard. All right. And now my idea is cracked in half. And who knows if we're going to have any fun this week. I stood there for a total of 47 minutes. I fucking timed it. I fucking timed it. And I, and I guessed back 10 minutes when this all started. And I said, let me see how long this takes. 47 fucking minutes in order for her to have a confirmed confirmation on her screen 
And as soon as she had that, she did not scan it again. She did not give me another receipt. She literally handed me the box and said, you're all set. So why couldn't you fucking do that 20 minutes ago when your goddamn bridge asshole home office fucking homeland security told you that the order was confirmed? You made me stand here for another 20 fucking minutes. I was supposed to be in Best Buy for a total of 10 minutes. I got shit to do today. I had to come home, record this episode, get my shit together, get ready, go to fucking dinner, okay? You're gonna disappoint Nana because of your fucking security measures here to buy a goddamn keyboard? Fuck you. I was so pissed leaving that store with my broken in half ID. I could have fucking blown it up. I wanted to come back and throw a Molotov cocktail or whatever it's called in the front fucking window of Best Buy. I was fucking pissed. After spending 48 minutes in Best Buy to get a goddamn fucking piece of shit keyboard, I go outside and Marv, as I've named him, the fucking guy who wanted a hotel room, is speeding around the parking lot like a lunatic from car to car, okay? This man is whipping it into parking spots in front of anyone he sees getting into a car, getting out to scream his fucking story and make some more money. And these people are handing him cash left and right. I can't imagine how much money Marv made today. Fuck that motherfucker. Fuck him. Okay, so I woke up this morning and I was scrolling through Instagram and I go through like in the morning when I wake up, I usually wait a few minutes and I like get up and I use the restroom and I pour some water or start the coffee or these days I make fucking bacon and bison for breakfast on my goddamn carnivore diet, whatever it is I'm doing, right? And then I'll go through my Instagram messages and my emails and like usually like yesterday when I post a question to use as responses and and read during the show, which we'll get to, I have a ton of messages when I wake up of people responding from the day previous or things I left unread because I wanted to read them when I got the chance to concentrate, go through my emails and if I send something important, look to see if there's responses you know, go back and forth with whoever and do that whole thing, right? To prepare myself for the show. I do that most days, but I specifically have a lot of that to do on Monday and Tuesday. So I went on Instagram this morning and I, of course, saw the news about takeoff from the Migos passing away at the age of 28, which is so awful. And I read the news story that was talking about the private party at the Houston bowling alley. And there was this many people there and the party ended at this time. And then it carried over to the after party in the same place and whatever. And they just don't have any details or any explanation of what happened. I spoke to someone who spoke to someone or multiple people who were there. And allegedly, I cannot confirm to be true. I got the story that there was a fight that broke out at the party among other guests that had nothing to do with him. And he kind of just got caught in the crossfire. And that lines up with the news story that said there were two other people who also got shot, who left in like regular vehicles. Like I guess someone at the party or in their group of people took them to the hospital, not by ambulance, but they don't have those people identified because they left before the cops or anybody got there. And he was the only one who was not alive on the scene. So there's definitely some strange details that are missing that people that were there know about that they haven't gathered yet because the people who my source spoke to who were there said that it was a fight among other people and it really had nothing to do with him. He just kind of got caught in the middle. And that made me think, 
first of all, I would like to say that I have nothing but sympathy for his friends and family. I don't know if he has children. He may or may not, but I feel terrible at the age of 28 that someone like that, who he's really not controversial. He's not in like drama on the internet or or with other musicians. He's not like beefing with people like a lot of other people in the music industry do, as we've seen over the past fucking couple weeks with the rap girls going crazy on the Twitter. You know, like he doesn't really do anything like that. He's just an artist. He makes music. He, he puts out his stuff and he kind of like stays out of the way and does his own thing under the radar, which I thought was really cool. Like he lives this great life. He does what he wants. He makes his music. He makes a ton of money, but he's obviously like a cool person that just isn't about the drama. And I think that's really awesome. But you know, it made me think about something really interesting. And I don't like to get into anything even close to political on this show because I can't fucking stand that shit. And we already have enough of that garbage everywhere fucking else. It's like life consuming. I like to make this show a one hour to two hour fucking escape for the week that everybody can just listen and have a good time and, and talk about some stuff and not feel the fucking pressure to have a correct quote unquote opinion about something like fuck that. I'm not into all that shit. I think the whole world's crazy. The left, the right, the Democrats, the fucking Republicans, you're all nuts. If you're too far into one thing, you're all crazy. So I just thought it was interesting that whenever we have this situation with like musicians, specifically rappers, or like hood drama, whatever's fucking going on with the guns, right? First of all, why are you going to a bowling alley party with a bunch of fucking industry people for an event with guns? I never understand that. Security, of course. Armed security, when you're a famous person who's out in an event that everybody knows you're going to be there, makes 100% sense. You're probably fucking stupid if you don't do that. But I don't understand the mentality of these people who go to these parties with fucking guns on their hips. It's just crazy to me. But I thought it was so interesting that there's always a perception issue and it's always a, a fucking narrative. So I'm reading these comments on these various posts about the incident and his death all about how this is so terrible, sad and tragic, which it is. It is. It of course is. And this, that and the third. He didn't deserve this. He didn't deserve that. But there's none of this outrage call and cry for gun control when it has to do with like rappers getting shot or when they're in like areas that are sketchy that they go back to where they were from or where they're visiting. It's never like we need to get these guns off the streets. It's never we need to do something about gun violence in America. That is reserved specifically for people who own guns legally and like to shoot deer so they can cook them for food and whatever other animals and fucking school shooters. Other than that, it, it's like an accepted thing. So it's so strange to me that I'm reading all these comments and there's nothing about gun violence and how it's an issue. It's all just kind of like swept under the rug. So I thought it was so interesting that it, it's all about a narrative that's painted from people and the media. It's only when things make sense for your narrative that we want to talk about it. So like, what about all the people who are running around these parties with fucking guns in their pockets. We're not worried about that. We're not worried about how they attained these guns and how we can control it and prevent things like this from happening. That's only when it's someone who walks into a fucking supermarket and shoots people up. That's only when it's a bigger gun, like an AR-15 or whatever the fuck they are that they always protest. 
it's not a problem that these people have a handgun in their goddamn waistband and are pulling it out to shoot at a, at a fucking bowling alley over an argument about what? That someone got a strike versus a spare? Like, what are you arguing about at the fucking bowling alley? I just think it's so ridiculous. It's so sad that this person lost their life and, and seemed to not even be involved in any kind of trouble or drama that it almost had nothing to do with them and it was just being in the wrong spot at the wrong time and we just don't fucking care about that because it doesn't fit a political narrative. I think that's crazy. I feel the same way about the Kanye West shit. Is what Kanye West has been saying absolutely despicable and ridiculous? 100%. But I've been telling you all that Kanye West is a fucking moron for years while you were calling him a genius. The man's not a fucking genius. He made a shoe based off a template of an already existing Adidas shoe, okay? And fucking put his name on it. And then he made those stupid flip-flops that you all die for. You all live and die for these fucking Yeezy slides that are the ugliest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. They look like slides that you get in a fucking hospital for free. They look like geriatric sandals. And you people will live and die for them and spend $5 million, okay? You're supporting this idiot. You've been doing it for years. I don't own a goddamn thing by Kanye West or Yeezy. You'll never catch me doing that. But what I think is so strange is that Kanye West has said wacky fucked up shit forever. Kanye West was supporting Donald Trump, which was an unpopular choice when it comes to what the quote unquote correct decision to make is in fucking Hollywood and, and public perception, the court of fucking public opinion. That was the wrong choice. And you still supported him through that. So this is where we draw the line now. And that's okay. This is where we draw the line. But my point is, it's strange to me that you will all be on the internet saying this is horrible, terrible, dangerous to society, words are violence, when in actuality, if someone is a fucking racist or making anti-Semitic comments or hates a group of people, they are that way. They're not going to wake up and become that because Kanye West fucking said so. That's, that's not how the world works. If you are a hateful person who hates on people based on the color of their skin, their religion, whatever else there is, gender, whatever, you are just that person. It doesn't take Kanye West in 2022 to say that out loud and for you to be like, hmm, I think I hate the Jews too. You obviously already felt that way if you're expressing that now after Kanye West said it. My question is, why are you who feel that this is so horrible, terrible, dangerous to society perpetuating the problem? People who continuously repost, and this goes for any situation like this. I'm just using the Kanye West situation as an example because it's what's happening right now and it's a hot topic. Why are you perpetuating it by continuing to repost it? Every time you repost a video of Kanye West in an interview saying something fucking stupid, you're just spreading it further. You could write your comment and your feelings on what Kanye West said without having to reshare the video and spread it further. Because if 50% of you didn't repost the videos with your statement, it would be really fucking hard to find the video at some point. And people would have to search for it and probably just give up. 
but you are perpetuating the message that you claim is so dangerous and irresponsible by continuing to fucking repost it and feel angry and say your fucking comments on Twitter and Instagram. It's ridiculous. And the same goes for every one of those trash, loser blogs on Instagram that post nothing but people's personal drama and people's fucking relationship shit. It's so pathetic. I can't fucking stand it. You're all doing the same thing. The news outlets who are continuing to interview him, the podcast, whatever it is, everyone who's continuing to interview Kanye West past a certain point, which wherever you want to draw the line that you hate him for doing this, whether it's the Trump shit, whether it's this, he was on that Drink Champs show and fucking Nori is on, um, what is it, Hot 97 in the morning with that goddamn asshole Rosenberg. I can't fucking stand that whole show. I can't. I love The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club is my shit. Shout out to The Breakfast Club. I can't stand Hot 97 in the morning with that goddamn Ebro. I fucking hate him. I met him once at a Nicki Minaj event. I took a picture with him. Uh, I didn't know any better. I can't fucking stand him. He's another one. He just perpetuates shit and he's a fucking asshole. He's rude all the time. He's rude to his own guests. The Kodak Black shit, if you've ever seen that clip, he was questioning him about like an alleged sexual assault case that he was involved in. But like, why are you doing that on the air? And then Kodak Black tried to change the subject, got pissed off and ended up walking out. And Ebro's like talking shit to him as he's walking out the door. Like, why did you invite someone on your show as a guest if you were just going to badger them and belittle them? It's for views. That's what it's for. All of this shit is for views. So now Nori, who hosts Drink Champs, is on there apologizing. He did the interview with Kanye West. He's on there apologizing after they took the interview down for the things that he said, which none of it was even terrible. It wasn't anything we hadn't heard, but it was terrible. Let me rephrase that. None of it was anything terrible that we hadn't heard before that Kanye had already been saying for the week or two prior. So what you did, sir, Nori, you chose to continue to have him on that show, regardless of what you knew was going on. And regardless of the controversy, why? Because Kanye West and anything he does or says, especially when he's in his phase of acting fucking wild, is going to bring your show an insane amount of traffic, which on YouTube, when you post podcasts and stuff on, on YouTube that get a ton of listens and wherever else you post it, what does that bring? Money. For who? You. So you wanted to gain popularity, which that show is already very popular and huge, but you wanted to gain some popularity, some views, some likes on your shit and make money off of it until it came back on you, until it turned around and backfired. Because if that was me in that situation, I would have done something very differently. I'm just using myself as an example because I also interview people, not because I think I'm on the same level as them because I'm not. But what I would have done was keep the fucking interview up and explain myself as to why I did it. Because if I put that out there, I obviously had a reason. You conducted that interview. You were present. You heard everything he said. You saw everything he did. You edited that interview. And if you didn't edit that interview, someone that works for you did. And then you watched it back before it got posted. And if you didn't watch it back before it got posted, then you're a fucking idiot because this is your name and your brand and your show to the public. Whatever involvement you have, whether you walk in the door, you do the interview and you go home and you don't think about it, or whether you do what I'm doing and you do the interview and then you edit it and then you listen and watch it back and then you post it. Whatever level you're involved with to the public, it's you. 
It, it, they, are, they are not thinking about or holding accountable the videographer and audio editor that works for you that's doing the hard work. They're not thinking about that. It's your responsibility as the face of something to make sure that it's appropriate to your own standards. And if you feel something's okay and you want to post it, then you should do that. I mean, within reason. Obviously, there's crazy people who will say and do fucking things that are just disgusting, and I'm not condoning that. But if you do it and you think it's okay, then fucking have some balls and stand by it. Don't get on this show with goddamn Rosenberg like you owe him any kind of fucking explanation. Who is he to apologize and explain yourself? Because if you thought something was wrong with it and you felt like it was a problem, you would have never posted it in the first place. So obviously you thought it was okay or you wanted to gain something from it. And there's nothing I hate more than a fake ass fucking bitch, okay? There's nothing I hate more than someone who knowingly does something and then gets backed into a corner and throws their hands up and says, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. No, buck up, grow some balls and be like, yeah, I posted this conversation because I think it's a teachable moment. I think it's important that he said the things he said and I think it's important that I don't fucking agree with them. That's what I'm showcasing and I'm not going to be punished for someone else's mistakes or words. Why are you apologizing, Nori, for what Kanye West said about Jewish people or whatever other subjects they were pissed about on that interview? Why are you apologizing for another man's words? It's not your opinion. You're not the one who said it. You actually disagreed with the things he said and tried to make him understand why it was problematic. So why are you apologizing? If somebody's going to apologize, it's his responsibility to do so if he feels that that's what he wants to do. So I don't understand these people who perpetuate something for their own gain, whether it's to put their opinion out there and feel fucking self-righteous or whether it's to gain views, likes, comments and profit monetarily. I don't understand why they continue to do something like that when they do nothing but express how troublesome hearing and seeing this message is. Like, that's crazy to me. You're a literal fucking hypocrite and you're obviously not very intelligent. That you can't understand and grasp the concept that you are perpetuating the problem that you're so adamantly against. And another thing about this fucking Kanye West situation, and I swore I wasn't going to talk about this, but here we fucking are. You know what? Whatever. Another thing about this Kanye West fucking shit is the inflated sense of importance as a society that we all give these celebrities. As I had already said, if you hate people because you're racist and you are biased and discriminatory, you already are that way and you're going to be that way because that's who you are. It's not coming from Kanye West. So why are we acting like... Kanye West is the problem. It's because you all feel stupid that you've done nothing but call him a genius. He's not a genius. Talented? Yes. A genius? Absolutely the fuck not. But you treat these celebrities as if they are God's gift to earth, as if they are not the same as you, as if they are not a person. So then when they fail you and they say something that you don't agree with, it's like your fucking religion falls apart. It's like my grandmother finding out that Jesus raped a woman. She would be devastated. <laughs> Jesus was alive today and sexually assaulted someone and turned out to be a farce and a, and a jerk off. My grandmother would be in shambles. That's how you people are treating Kanye West and it's your own fucking fault. 
A, because he's just a person who happens to be super rich and famous, and B, because he's shown signs of being a fucking asshole douchebag since the moment he came out on the scene. So what do you mean? You just figured this out now because all of a sudden he said something about Jewish people and now that really pisses you off. Nothing else he's said or done has pissed you off to the point where you didn't want to support him. And the same goes for these companies. All it takes is one. All it takes is for something to make a loud enough noise for people to follow. So when he originally started getting dropped from companies and endorsements and all, the whole list of things that's gone on over the past couple of weeks, the next tier started following. And then it was Adidas. And then it was his label. And then it was things with the school. Everyone's following suit because it's the popular narrative and it's what's the right decision. They're doing what's right to avoid danger and violence and violent speech. Words are violence now. Give me a fucking break because you know what's going to happen? It's, it's all to paint this picture that they're all on board with the quote unquote right team. And what's going to happen is, you think Kanye West is done? You think Kanye West's career is over? No. He's going to go away for a year or two, just like Travis Scott, who's now starting to get booked again for events and clubs and shows, and he'll be at another festival, and then he'll probably do another goddamn festival, and hopefully no one dies this time. But once something blows over and someone else is a fucking asshole, people just accept things back. So what is this all for if in another year or two, Kanye West is just going to be back to being a fucking genius once he does the interviews where he says he was in a dark place and apologizes for the fucked up shit he said? It's just not real. If people were really upset about something because it actually hurt them, then I support that. But if you're just going on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, etc., whatever else is out there, to say things so you look like you are on the right side, you know that. Other people may be not smart enough to see it, but I see it, and you for sure know it. If you're faking that shit, that's another problem. A lot of these people think that what celebrities say to a media outlet and on their social media is who they are. Do you think all of these people who have supported Black Lives Matter publicly on their Instagram, you think not one of them in Hollywood is a racist piece of shit who says very different things behind the scenes, behind closed doors? You're a fucking fool if you believe that because statistically, there's got to be a lot more than one of them who are posting the black squares and showing up to these fucking events and talking shit about this and that that aren't actually a part of the solution. There's no way. It's just statistically impossible. So the fact that you believe that all these celebrities who put out a statement on their Twitter and their Instagram, which is probably done by a publicist in most cases anyway, are sincere, makes you a fucking idiot. And who fucking cares what Kanye West says? I'm so tired of this argument. He has a platform. I'm so tired of that fucking word platform. I'm so tired of the word fucking a privileged platform. It's a privilege to have this platform. Why do we fucking owe people to get on our Instagrams if you're someone with a large following and, and tell people how and, and who to vote for? What are you talking about? Make your fucking music and make your movies. That's what you owe people. If you are passionate about something and you want to join a cause and fight against something, you should. If you're passionate about that and in your real life you mean it, you should do that. But to do it in a, such a fake way that's so forced and put on just to look like you belong to a certain side of the aisle and, and you're a part of this quote-unquote solution 
is fucking stupid. I can't stand it. And I can see it all the time, all over very specific people. A great example of someone who's genuine and actually cares about the things that they support and wants to make a real fucking change is Lady Gaga, and I respect her, because she was doing that fucking shit well before it was popular. You can go back to a couple years in her career and see her at various events and, and um, participating in a lot of political activism, specifically for gay rights and all that stuff, when that was actually really happening when when they were actually fighting for marriage equality and all that stuff. So those kind of people I respect. You actually believe in that cause. You've actually put your time and energy outside of this new fucking woke world where everybody has to do what they're told or you look like the enemy and you're canceled. I respect people who truly live and die by a cause and truly go out there and do some work to make things better. I 100% respect that. But what I think is going on here, what I see is not that. It's a bunch of fake ass bullshit. If Kanye West is a racist piece of shit, which I thought black people couldn't be racist. That's what everybody tells me on the internet. Black people can't be racist. That's not real. But apparently he's a racist or an anti-Semite. But I, I mean, is that not the same thing? So if Kanye West is a racist, let him be a racist and say it out loud. Don't you want to know, instead of forcing people into a fucking closet to hide and pretend they're something they're not publicly so they don't get backlash, wouldn't you rather these people be out in the open so you can fucking stay away from them? I would. I want to know who's a racist piece of shit so I don't fucking associate with them or buy their products or subscribe to their fucking podcasts or whatever, whatever it is they're doing buy their music, watch their movies. I want to know who's a fucking piece of shit so I can stay away from them and not contribute any of my money to their empire and their fucking mansions that they're living in. The fact that you think that you're on any level near these people that they give a fuck about you enough that you're making some sort of change by perpetuating this nonsense on Instagram is crazy. It's crazy. It's so stupid to me. It really is. I saw people who were petitioning to start a GoFundMe. There's a GoFundMe to make Kanye West a billionaire again. And there was a similar one when Kylie Jenner was trying to become a billionaire. The people were donating, regular people with regular jobs, their hard-earned money to send to Kylie Jenner in the form of a GoFundMe so she could hit the billionaire mark. And now they're doing the same thing with Kanye West since he lost a bunch of his money, the investment with the Adidas, whatever. They're starting a GoFundMe so they can try to get him back to billionaire status and they need close to a billion dollars because she doesn't have that much left. What is wrong with you? People are actually donating to this fund. What are you doing? It's just so crazy to me the way people just perceive these celebrities. Look, I love music. I love artists. I love to connect with artists, interview them, go to concerts, read some stuff, um, interviews about when they're talking about creating their craft and all that stuff. But I don't give a fuck about the shit they're saying. If you if you turn out to be a piece of shit and, and you're assaulting people or you're saying racist things like then I know to just stop supporting you. But we don't need all this drama on the internet. We don't need every fucking blog outlet to be posting, Kanye West gets dropped from this place today. Kanye West gets dropped from that place today. Who fucking cares? Go to work. Do something to fulfill yourself because obviously whatever is going on in your life is not fulfilling if this is the shit you're fucking concerned about. If you don't like the things that people are saying or doing, stop supporting them. You don't need to scream about it on the fucking internet. It's strange. Okay, let's get into some Halloween shit. I was asking you 
the listeners, my people, what age <laughs> you started wearing slutty costumes if you were a female? Because I have seen all these high school girls on the Instagram, through friends of friends of friends, <laughs> through family members who may be that age, okay? All the girls posting their hooker costumes with their boobies out. And I am very clearly not sexually attracted to women or females in any fucking way. And I will look at these costumes and think to myself, am I going to prison just for even looking at them? But where else am I going to look? So I asked you, the listeners, what age you started wearing these costumes? What age you would let your children wear these costumes? Would you let them out of the house? Also, what age you think you should stop trick-or-treating because I think there is no fucking age. I might just go dress up and get some free candy right the fuck now. And what your favorite pumpkin beer is because there is no reason to exist in this season as an adult if not to drink pumpkin beer. So let's see what you bitches had to say. Okay, first response. College was when I started being slutty. I don't remember when I stopped trick-or-treating. I was never that into it. Still not, and I have to go with my child. <laughs> I had a really good time taking my niece trick-or-treating, but I also feel like it's because I'm not forced to do it because I don't have any children of my own. I do it by choice. She said, I like all pumpkin beer with an extra sugar rim. I agree, except for like the stout ones. Like I don't like the ones that are super heavy and dark. I like like a little bit lighter. Next one says college for when she started dressing in slutty costumes and never stopped trick-or-treating. Agreed. She also said all pumpkin beers are the same. The rim is the special thing. And to this, I say absolutely the fuck not. And we went back and forth in the messages for a little bit. And I was explaining that there are so many different kinds of beers, pumpkin beers specifically. There's spiced ones. There's dark. There's light. There's stouts, pumpkin stouts. There's all different kinds of fucking pumpkin beers. They are not all the same, nor do they taste the same, young lady. Next one says, I didn't start dressing slutty till college. I still trick or treat. And Sam Adams Oktoberfest beer is fire. I agree. Sam Adams Oktoberfest is a good one. Not a pumpkin, but still a good one. My favorite pumpkin has always been Shoffley. And it's always sold out after a certain point in the season. So you got to fucking get it early. But then I had spoken to you guys about the Sand City Graveyard Smash Pumpkin that comes in the sexy can, and I can't get enough of that shit. It tastes like the cinnamon sugar is just already brewed in it. It is so brilliant. You don't even need the rim. I love the cinnamon sugar rim, but it does get messy. And it's nice to not have to do it because you can already have that flavor in the beer. Brilliant. Next one says, as an adult, they're not even costumes, it's lingerie. And seeing a minor dressed up like that is just weird. I also never understood why we have to be a slutty, sexy cop, nurse, nun, deer, etc. Like, what the fuck is sexy about a damn deer? That's funny. That reminds me of the scene from the Sex in the City movie when they're in the store looking for costumes. And Miranda's like, there's only two options for women, witch and sexy kitten. <laughs> It's so true. Like, I don't know why the majority of these female costumes are geared towards like these sexy, skimpy, little dress outfits. Isn't Halloween supposed to be scary? Isn't the point to get dressed up and scare people? What the fuck is sexy about a damn deer? I'll tell you what from experience. Nothing is sexy about a deer when it's on the fucking hood of your car. Okay. 
Next one says 16 is when you should stop trick-or-treating. 17 is when you have your own house party. 18, you dress slutty and go to college frat parties. <laughs> uh, miss college frat parties. Wish I wasn't too old to go to them. Honestly, I might wait till I'm 31 and go to a college frat party and tell everyone I'm actually 24. <laughs> Next one says, although I was a competition dancer, so I wore more slutty solo costumes on stage at 15 or 16. Next one says, I was a competition dancer, so I wore more slutty solo costumes on stage at 15 or 16. It's true. The dance costumes for girls are super fucking slutty. They are literally prostitute outfits. I totally didn't even think about that, which is weird because I was a competition dancer as a kid. And I used to think about how their outfits were super skimpy even when I was a kid. She said, I stopped trick-or-treating in early high school and I don't like pumpkin anything. I agree with you except for the beer. I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like pumpkin lattes. I like pumpkin seeds. But the only thing I really go for a pumpkin is beer. Next one says, my 16-year-old is trying to push the limits. And I'm like, um, nope. 21 for slutty costumes. Drinking age, lol. I've never had any slutty costumes. Boring me. I should start now. Is 40 too late? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I can't imagine having a child and arguing with them about what they were going to wear. I just, I couldn't do it. That's why I'm never having children. But also, like, she said she never had slutty costumes and she's 40 years old. I feel like back in the day, that wasn't a thing. Like, I feel like it started before Mean Girls, but I feel like the Mean Girls scene and, and the line really perpetuated it. Because back in, like, the early 2000s, the 90s, the 80s like I feel like girls weren't really doing the slutty thing for Halloween it was more like scary and I don't I don't know I just feel like it wasn't like that I feel like that started somewhere and I don't know when it was she said I don't drink pumpkin beer but I did recently try a pumpkin spice latte for the first time and it's the shit you lost me there bitch you fucking lost me there my 15-year-old is going trick-or-treating with his friends, so I guess stops at 16. <laughs> I think it should stop never. Next one says, my sexy costume didn't come until I was 21. My dad never let us participate in Halloween. He said it was the devil's holiday. <laughs> A lot of people say that. A lot of people who are super religious in one way or another, or certain cultures, will be like, Halloween is a holiday of the devil. And it's not. It's just fun. Next one says, cooch shorts were worn by 14. <laughs> I said in the post when you can start wearing stuff that shows your cooch. <laughs> Slutty costume at 17, I think. And I stopped trick-or-treating at like 14 or 15. Next one says, I don't remember when I started, but I would let my child wear what they want because it's not their responsibility to make others feel comfortable. If they like it and feel good, then they can and should wear it. People need to stop sexualizing them. I'll see the high school girlies in the costumes and I'm like, oh, adorable. They're starting to explore this area of who they are and what a wonderful thing it is. I hate that there's an age limit to trick or treat. I was so bummed about that this year. Pumpkin is my favorite. One of them gets me trashed, which is weird. <laughs> Pumpkin gets you trashed because it's super high in fucking alcohol content. I think it's like eight or nine percent. I agree with this a little bit. I think kids should definitely explore who they are with clothing and fashion i think like maybe too much is too much i don't know i saw this girl recently at my job 
And she came in with her parents. And this wasn't a Halloween costume. This is a separate note. And she was wearing this dress. She must have been like 13 or 14. Braces on her face. And she was wearing this dress where like her boobs were super pushed up and out. And like the dress was like just covering her nipples. And the rest was like all coming out. And I don't know. I still feel like personally, if I was a parent, 13, 14, 15 is a little young for that. I felt like it was weird that she was dressed like that in front of her dad. I I don't know. Some things I feel are strange at a certain age, just because there's like that borderline of child and becoming an adult. But I do agree with the fact that kids should feel free to like explore themselves with clothing and what they want to wear. But there is some sort of societal thing that tells you what you can and can't wear based on whether or not it's appropriate and all that. And I don't know. I don't really agree with that either. But then I think there's a limit like how much is too much, I guess. I guess it just depends on the environment, where you are, where you're going. I don't know. I think like too many rules is stupid and I don't like putting people in a box because of what society tells you you're supposed to do. But I also think too much of lawlessness just allows for crazy and nobody wants to see your crew tagging out the same way I don't want to see anyone's balls hanging out. I'm an equal opportunist for the covering of genitals in in the public. (laughs) And sometimes I think people with certain opinions have never been to a nude beach and seen an old saggy man with his ball sack hanging down to his ankles. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like with girls... There's got to be some sort of age where, like, I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I just feel like if I was a parent, I would be like, you're not fucking wearing that bitch. Get in the house. <laughs> Last one says 18 plus as far as slutty costumes. And that's the thing, too. Like, is there an age? Is it like the way your body develops? I don't know. To me, it's just strange to see these young girls who are like teenagers and they just have like children looking bodies but they're wearing like corsets and fishnets and then like it's also a matter of do you see corsets and fishnets as like a sexual thing i don't know if it's that it's a sexual thing as much as it's like exposing so much of your body and i don't think there's anything wrong with that for women to do But I guess like at 14, 15, 16, you're not really a woman yet. I I don't know. It's just strange to see what looks like a kid's body in this super sexy outfit with their boobies hanging out that they don't even really have yet. I don't know. That's just how I feel. So this response says 18 plus for the slutty costumes. Southern tier pumpkin beer slaps. People love Southern tier. They really do. I drank Shipyard last night because I couldn't get either of my two favorites. But I don't know. Southern Tier and Pumpkin are the ones that I'm like, I remember I loved one of them, but not the other. But which one was which? I can't remember. She also said, I feel like society tells you to stop trick-or-treating before you leave high school. And that's also whack. Why can't I, as an adult, dress my ass up and take a few shots and get some free candy? I agree. Be an adult. Take some shots, put on a costume and go trick or treating and get yourself some free fucking candy because that is the joy of life. As an adult, all you're supposed to do is what? Hand out the fucking candy and then eat the leftovers. It's not as fun to eat the candy when you bought and paid for it and there's a limited assortment because you bought the bag of assorted fucking Kit Kats. Three Musketeers, Milky Way, Twix, and whatever the fuck else is in there. I spent my whole life, side note, thinking I wouldn't like Twix, being bothered 
by their fucking packaging and commercials. And I was just like, I'm not a Twix eater. I don't fucking like Twix. And then finally, maybe like last year, I tried Twix for the first time. And I was like, this is fucking brilliant. It's like a Kit Kat and a Milky Way crossed. How I thought I wouldn't like something with chocolate and caramel is beyond me. I fucking love caramel and anything. Why the fuck? Did I think I wouldn't like those? But it's not the same when you bought the candy from CVS and put it in the bowl and hand it out to the kids, and now you're eating the leftovers. It's not the same. It's not the same to go buy the candy yourself. It's not even the same. Well, it's actually really close if you have kids and you eat their fucking candy. <laughs> I was eating my niece's candy last night after she fell asleep at the kitchen table all the things she trick-or-treated looking for the goddamn fentanyl skittles so i can get high and i'll tell you what i didn't find was those <laughs> but that's not even the same it's only the same when you go out and get the shit yourself when you work for it and you knock on those motherfucking doors and you say trick-or-treat bitch give me some percocets <laughs> God, if anybody listens to this fucking podcast and doesn't really know me, they would think I was a crackhead. Between the Adderall story last week and the amount of times I've said opiates and Percocets, I swear to God I'm not a drug addict. I don't fucking take drugs. <laughs> anyway, that's all I've got for you hoes today. I hope you enjoyed your Halloween. I hope you celebrated. I hope you've got a costume, slutty or not, and you went out to trick-or-treat. I... I'm suffering <laughs> mentally from all the bad shit I ate yesterday, but we are going to get back on track today or actually tomorrow rather. Next week, I will be back and I will not be the same because before I speak to you next week, I will be at the Willow Smith concert. Yes, you heard me right. You know I love this album. You know I've been listening to it nonstop and I can't get enough of it. You know I finally know all the words and I'm going to see her live at Terminal 5 this coming, who knows what day it is, but it's coming up. And I'm going to sing, cry, scream, and throw up. If you had told me, a year or so ago that I would be going to a fucking Willow Smith concert, I would have said, ha ha, bitch, what do I look like? I'm 12, but this album, it's the album of my year. Well, I don't know about the whole year, but it's the album of my moment, and I will be listening to it nonstop until the show. I cannot get enough. I'm so excited to see her live. I saw some videos of her doing some songs off this album live, and she sounds fucking great, and I am so excited. So if you're going to the Willow Smith concert, I will see you there. If you see me, say hello. Call me a slut. <laughs> and that is all. I will see you bitches next fucking Wednesday. Goodbye. 